it made me think that you could have used it, it would be a, a fun if anyone knows the uh, correct pronunciation you could have made your team name uh, <laughs> D's and then his last name and only D's, you and D's. several other people would know that it would end up looking like D's Colashina. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. And I'm so excited, Scott, before you even start into anything, that I almost couldn't even get that open out. Wow. Yeah, it's it's that much excitement. We've done a lot of episodes of this podcast since we've last had matches, and I'm really excited to do this. We've got a ton of stuff to cover. But first, I want to give a little public service announcement. You know, oh. like sometimes when I... Like when I'm driving to work and I spill coffee on my shirt mm, and then you, I have to make this presentation at work. Do you curse when you do it? Uh, yes. <laughs> but then I always feel better if I stand in front of a group of people and let them know that I know about my coffee stain. Right. You yeah, just, oh, you yeah, just yeah, say, yeah, hey, definitely. guys, I'm sorry about the coffee. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You got to own your mistakes. It helps me to know that you know. That, yeah. That's that's how I, sure. I live my life. So I want to make sure that people know that our last two episodes, our preview pods that we put out, <laughs> we know that the quality of those was pretty rough. You mean our most listened to pods? <laughs> oh, boy. Are they really? <laughs> they're great. They're the crappiest pods we've ever done. Oh, quality-wise, no. quality-wise. Information-wise, fantastic. Fantastic. Listen, sometimes life takes over. We were in three different states recording those, yep. and we just had to make do. So, hey, listen, Fantasy Soccer Nation, this is how most of the pods will sound from here on out. Yes. But sometimes life takes over, and we have to our, – our quality might not be as good. It definitely suffered. But, hey, you're right. The quality the quality suffered, but the content was there. Yeah. And, and part of the reason why I'm so excited to record now is because, number one, we have a lot to talk about. Number yeah. two – I want to I want to get a better episode out there <laughs> as fast as possible. We are definitely doing that today. Okay, we're going to cover all ten matches. We're going to do it the only way that we know how, with a little extra added in to start the new season. Oh, so we're going to give you uh, something called real or fake with every match, all twenty clubs. I have come up with something. We still don't have a better name for that yet. It's real or fake. God, can someone tweet us a better name for that, please? Sure, real or fake. <laughs> I'm going to give you something from all 20 clubs, and we're going to debate whether or not it's real. Like the the thing that happened that I'm giving you in the first match was real, mm-hmm. or is this just a one match mirage? Is it fake? Ooh, is it like this? Yeah, so like a, a uh, like a segment that we would call something like uh, for real, or say what now? Exactly. Or we, if you want to name it after someone, since we love to do that, we could call it the Etienne Capu real oh. or fake segment yeah. of our show because. Etienne Capu was the ultimate fake yeah. last year in the month of August. He inspired this segment. So we're going to give that to you, one for every club. As we go through all the matches, we're going to discuss this. So throughout the show, we're going to give you real or fake with every club. We're also going to give you the segments you know. We're going to give you Dave's Arsenal moment. You know he's got something to talk about after Arsenal's amazing 4-3 victory uh, over last year. I love that. I'm going to give you an honorary fantasy half point, just a little funny nugget that I noticed in one of the matches that I watched this Great. past weekend. And Brian's going to give you not one, but in honor of the new season, he's going to give you two How to Say with Brian J segments. We're going to say two people's names correctly. That is unprecedented. It is going to be exciting. So are you guys ready? Let's Buckle go. Up. Let's do this. Let's get on to the matches. On to the matches. Arsenal 4, 
Lester, three. Yeah, baby! Let me just name some names here. Lacazette, Welbeck, Ramsey, Giroux. Hey, all the names you expect to see in the score sheet, sort uh, none, of, right? None of, none of that is true, actually. Oh, well, Giroux, come on. Maybe come Giroux. on. Lacazette you expected to see there. Did you? Come on. Of course you did. Not even you did. Be of honest. Of course I did. Maybe. Maybe not in two minutes' time, though. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't expect to see it in two minutes, but there's quality there, Scott. All the, I mean, all the, all the naysayers and the haters just had to eat their words. Well, maybe. He would be a good real or fake. He's not our Arsenal real or fake, but he would be a good one because I wonder. Yeah, there's a way better real or fake for this absolutely. one. Absolutely. But, uh, but I don't, you know, obviously very impressive way to start the season. Okazaki and Vardy with a brace uh, putting in goals for the Foxes. Yep. Uh, so obviously very exciting start to the season. Seven goals in the first match. Let's jump right into real or fake, shall we? For Arsenal, is Granite Xhaka's two assists, is that real or is that fake? Two assists um, will be a high probably for a while. Well, let's be honest. There aren't many guys that get more assists than like two per game. Is that fair? I mean, but, but is that kind of quality real? Uh, yes. If you look at the end of the, his stats last year, the second half of the season, especially once they changed formations, yes, that is more real because he's more of a deep lie, deep lying playmaker, passer sort of a player. I have I have a question about it, Dave. Yes. Granite Jaka took all but one of Arsenal's corners in the game. Yeah, that seems like a lot. I feel like that that is normal. Ozil usually takes That's those. what I was going to say. Now, is that a product of Ozil everyone being, else being injured? Yeah. That is normal that a lot of important guys being injured or is this something that they actually trust from Granite Xhaka to continue to take corners and 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 who knows, free kicks. Why not? Let the guy kick a dead ball on the ground. So, I I don't know I don't know how many free kicks. It might be something that you see on corners. Um, okay. Normally, Ozil takes those. Uh, but I feel like Jaka's quality was good on on all the kicks. It's not like he's kicking them and he's the first defenders like clearing it. Ozil, uh, honestly, I don't think Ozil should have been playing. He he had a horrible game. I don't think he was match fit yet. There's plenty of other Arsenal players that could, uh, Walcott could have played there. Iwobi could have played. But Ozil played, and uh, but he didn't have a great game. His face was red the whole time because he looked like he was out of shape. It didn't matter. They were still able to get the win. But So, yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know if he's going to continue to take free kicks, but I do think, and again, I, I know that I'm probably uh, – I'm a homer, obviously. I think that – that will continue. I don't think two assists per game is going to continue. Not a, no, not are you sure he's not going to get two assists per game the rest of the season? But I don't. But I don't think that he's a yellow card machine that he started out to be at the beginning of last okay. year. Okay. Do you? And you I know you disagree, and that's I, fair. Well, I just have this picture in my head. Like he hasn't changed the perception in my head yet of being a shin cruncher, uh, poor passer. Uh, you know, that type of thing, where he's constantly either hurting somebody or hurting his team's chances to attack. Well, but you look at the second half of the yeah, year. How many, yell- how many yellow cards did he have in the second half of the year? Uh, how many? I think maybe one. Really? That's a good, that's a nice, and I think good the, vague answer. The, uh, 10 or 11 were in the first half of the year. <laughs> uh, there was definitely a discrepancy there. I don't have that in front of me. But I believe if you check on that, I'll be re- very close. I'm not going to be far off. Jaka's already... Uh, one of the most transferred in players for the week. 
His, he's he was he's one probably of the cheap. first. He's he, probably very cheap. He was one of the first, if not the first player to experience a rise in price. He's already he was up to 5.6 as of last night. That could have changed. Wow. But it was over 150,000 transfers in. 11.3 ownership. Isn't that I don't I, I that's the part of it that it, it just seems to me uh, a bit presumptuous to to what, just what? go all, all in. His price on is a 5.6. Was he a 5.5? He was 5.5. Five. Wow. So wow. uh, so whether or not you buy it, Dave, it well, apparently a, so he, a lot of fantasy Premier League people are buying it. That's fair, but here's the thing. That you're not having a lot of risk there because you're not risking a lot of money. I mean, my my lowest, um, personally on my team, my lowest price midfielder is Matt Ritchie at 6.0. So Jacques is a 5.6. He's playing in a better offensive team. If this is something that's going to continue, then Jacques is a very possibly, I don't, I mean, the better play than Matt Ritchie. Now, Newcastle didn't look great their first week. I don't think they're going to continue to look as bad as they did. So, you know, I think Matt I mean, Ritchie could be a very pop, very good player. But bottom line is, um, Xhaka, because of his price, will probably be one of the cheapest midfielders in your midfield. Therefore, you'll probably—I mean, it's very possible you could re- be relying on him the least. So, I don't think there's much risk there. I'm just thinking also. I mean, how much rotation risk is he? Uh, I don't think that was when, the midfield that you uh, prefer to see starting uh, when, when, whenever you saw them this weekend. When he's been healthy for Wenger, he's always started. Okay. Since he's been with the club. How about for Arsenal, Jamie Vardy? He put in two goals. For Arsenal or for Leicester? For Leicester. Real or fake, Jamie hmm. Vardy, his form in the first match, will that sustain throughout the rest of the well, season or is it fake? I, I know. That's the var- I know everyone. I think the agreement from everyone, it seems, is that it sure feels like Vardy from championship season, not so much last first season. half of last season. So I'm inclined to this agree. this looked like the Vardy, in my opinion, that was there that started uh, to show up when Shake when Ranieri left and Shakespeare showed the up. The thing that I buy about it the most is that it's that you've seen him do it before. And do, and do it well, and so it's not. If he continues to do that, it just shows like it's an established quality. I, I that's the thing that it's not like a you know granite. It's not like granite Jaka getting two assists in a game all of a sudden. That kind you know that yeah. kind of yeah. anomaly. So here's the true test with guys like Lacazette, Jaka and Vardy, who we've been discussing now. Is are any of us saying that they're ownable? In fantasy Premier League, Vardy, yes, but I mean, <clears throat> you're also like Vardy's the same price as Roberto Firmino, and I don't think you get much of a drop off either way. I think it's kind of leveled. Yeah. yeah, but Firmino a goal for, and assist. Firmino this week didn't didn't score well. Okay, a goal and an assist. What rotation Firmino risk is there? Scored well this well, year. What rotation risk is there for? <laughs> <laughs> what rotation risk is there for Vardy? Nearly none. none. There's none, especially if this he- season. If he's healthy, he plays right. Because for even, me, no. if, even if Iannaccio comes in, he's not coming in for right. Vardy. And, and, I mean, what are the odds of Firmino getting bumped by Sturridge this weekend? Not, well, Sturridge, Stur- nothing. Sturridge, Sturridge is I know, but I'm again. saying if and when Or Stur- Origi. Right. Origi's not or bumping him. I mean, it's no. obvious it's that Firmino's happening. the preferred striker for Klopp, it seems like. I yeah. would rather okay. have Firmino because of the style of offense and mm. the sure. high-powered... Uh, Liverpool scoring machine that I think they but can be. Vardy is ownable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely ownable. Absolutely. Yeah. Jaka, you're saying at 5.6, maybe. 
maybe or is the, are those two in a no, sense I, mirage well, no i mean I'm, I'm telling you i right now it's tough to say but you could easily argue that Xhaka is is a more listen i think arsenal's gonna score goals this year obviously they showed that they couldn't stop lester from scoring right i think that will tighten up a little bit when mustafi and koscielny kind of come back into the squad no more maybe Rob Holding didn't have his greatest game. All the things I've been he's saying had, for the last year and a half. He's had better games. Now listen, Scott, come <laughs> on. You're going to bang on him for his one bad game. That's fair, whatever. Yeah. Um, Rob Holding the substitute penny um, on the sideline. I see what you did there. He's holding it <laughs> with his hands. So I, so I think this. I think Jacques is going to be – I think he will, he will continue to start if he's healthy. He was healthy all last year. Fifth midfielder, granted Jaka. Yeah, absolutely. Why not, right? He's 5.6. There's no yeah. risk. There's no risk, and he's playing in an offense that's going to score goals. And Lacazette. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't own Lacazette. I, uh, like this week, I started Gabriel Jesus. Um, it, I think you, Jesus is still a great start. In fact, he scored twice, but they call, got called back, and we'll talk about that. But Lacazette, I didn't know. So I, I, being, a, yeah. I, being a homer, I just stayed away from him, right? Sure. Do you think it's possible that if you want to own Lacazette, now's the time? First time in the Premier League, maybe the first half of the season is when he's most ownable. Yeah, he's he's Arsenal's Manolo Gabbiadini. I think there's some validity maybe. to that. A lot of the articles uh, of him with interviews discussed that uh, he still doesn't feel comfortable with the league yet. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, if he's able to produce some assists and goals without feel, feeling comfortable yet, mm-hmm. I don't like that because I've he's a prime candidate to fade in the second half if he's not comfortable, you know, very much in the first half. When are you going to own him? Fall? I guess maybe the fall. Yeah. Hey Brian, I know there's a defender that you and I both like on Arsenal. Yeah. New to the club this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only we like him. Dave has never mentioned this guy. Dave Dave hates this guy apparently. Like he he never recommended him to us or anything. We just found him on our own. Yeah. All this is a Whatever, lie. Dorks. Yeah, it's a lie. But, uh, Brian, you need to tell us how to pronounce his name because yes, it's a bit do. confusing. We need to learn how to say the man's name. Dave, will there be music? I'm yeah. sure we could probably work something up. If there can be music, I want the Sly and the Family Stone version of K Sarah Sarah, and I don't want you to ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, I'll do This how to say. I have so many. This how to say. Is a happy one for you, David. So yeah, I love it. If you find yourself getting too excited, gross, go for a walk or something. Oh, man. <laughs> Not only is it your favorite new Arsenal man, but it reinforces your long-running claim that Arlo White and or the NBC Pronunciation Guide is or, or are lazy. Absolutely. There's a war there. This Bosnian probably left back, right? He's, uh, yeah, probably is first named Sayad. Sayad? Sayad. I like that. Arsenal, as you know, David, got him on a free transfer this summer from Schalke. Which blows my mind. You know Chelsea tried to get him in January? Really? Chelsea put in an offer for him in January to try to get him cheap, and he played out the rest of his Schalke contract. And then went to Arsenal. That's great. Train. That should make you even happier, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. I like this guy even more because he Don't gets get too happy Chelsea. Over there. Yeah. All right. You know he made the Bundesliga team of the season last season? Doesn't surprise me. How does that guy leave on a free transfer? Uh, hey, man, I'm just telling you what's true. It's amazing. This doesn't, it doesn't help us say his name. Yeah, sure. 
His last name has a couple of things that really matter as far as the pronunciation goes. Both of them are fairly complicated bits of linguistic technicalities that we don't have time to go into. <laughs> unless you really want to talk about voiceless sibilant fricatives. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. His name is not Kalasanak, as some people might say. Can, can I try seen. to say it before you tell me how to say it? You can go ahead and try. Would it be Kalasanach? His name is <laughs> Sayad Kolashinets. What? Whoa! The correct pronunciation no. is Kolashinets. Kolashinets. Yes, Kolashinets. I can't wait for this explanation. I can't. I can't show it to you. I. I would. It's. I'm telling you that the Kolashinets, the S in Kolashinets, is not. Uh, it's not a character S the way we see it. Huh. There's a specific character in a lot of those Serbian, Croatian, a lot of those Eastern European languages that's an S. It, it's shaped more like uh, uh, I can't even... There's no point in even trying to go into it. But the point is, it's a it's a character that is pronounced with an SH. It's one of those shibboleth wow. fricker... fricker yeah, it is a voiceless sibilant fricative. Fricative. Uh and then the and the C at the end is more of a TS or a TZ. Yeah. Kolashinets. With the Holy Kolashinets. I did not see that coming. Great call, Scott. Unbelievable that nothing that I've heard anywhere, whether it's Arsenal play-by-play announcers, because, yes, I do listen to that sometimes as well, along with the NBC pronunciation guide, yes. or anything close to that. All the more reason to know that's probably right because they often so get it wrong. It made me think that you could have used, it would be a, a fun, if anyone knows the uh, correct pronunciation, you could have made your team name uh, <laughs> D's and then his last name. And only D's, you and D's. several other people would know that it would end up looking like D's Kolashina. But no one is going to see it that way. They're only going to see it as Kolasinac. <laughs> what made me think of it was Sayad, S-E-A-D. If you look at Sayad backwards, it looks like D's. D-E-A-S. <laughs> Dave, your whole head is red yeah, from laughter. That's funny. <laughs> Can you believe it? These Kolasinacs. Put it in there. Woo. New team name. Kesarasara. Kesarasara. Hey, look, that guy. That guy. It's true. How many They're, times have you seen him play? Uh, that's the first time I saw him play, and, and all, but and all I saw from some Arsenal fans was uh, just a video of him where they just call him the Tank. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what they and called that him in Schalke. Looks, that he looks like it. He has an upper body that um, uh, Mitrovic would be proud of. He yep. is that is a rampage right there. Yeah. No one could understand what I was saying in our preview pods, but what I was trying to say when we discussed him was that he passes the eye test. Yeah, as a defender, he passes the eye test. No man, and, and that's and, why I owned him for week one, even though he yeah. was new to the league. If you if you guys didn't see the Community Shield, he um, ha- had for the most part an assist and and a goal in the community Well, shield. and in this match, I mean, they gave up three goals, but he had an assist, scored five points. Yeah, uh, on the goal that probably saved the game yeah. for you guys? Yeah. At least at least kept it 
Because I mean, there was a bit. I mean, I can't imagine that there wasn't some panic it when was you're down weird. two one going into halftime, especially after the way it started. I, uh, to be fair, I was not concerned at all because of how it went around when it was. Uh, was it when it was three three with uh, eighty five minutes left? I was concerned with five minutes. It, when left. with when it was. Three to two with eighty with with ten minutes left. I was concerned. If it's three three with eighty five minutes left, that's an amazing. Right, you're right. You're right. Hey, uh, in Dave, my face. I know that we're talking about you know Arsenal being your boys. Yes. Um, that means that we need to get into the Arsenal moment. We should, and I'll and I'll try to I'll try to make it quick. You never do. <laughs> Dear Arsenal, oh how I've missed you. It's been a lot of days. You sound like with- someone who's been away at war. Yes. Okay. That's what it feels like, Scott. Can I get back to my moment? Yes, sir. It's been many days, many hours, many sleepless nights since I've last seen a meaningful game. And I got to see that this past weekend. Community Shield. You won a shield. We did win a shield. Sorry, it's your moment. That's okay, Scott. No, and we did play good in the the Community Shield. Anytime Chelsea loses, it's a good day. But thank you. Thank you for coming back so faithfully. With the Premier League season, it surely would be nice to have Champions League football this year. But alas, we won't have that. But listen, life isn't perfect. Sometimes you got some ebbs and flows, Scott. Sometimes there's some ups and downs. Is this an ebb or a flow? This is an ebb. Okay. The flow is typically Champions League football, even though it's the oh, the Arsenal fourth place trophy, whatever. But listen, we got some new faces around. And we got some old ones that have stayed against the the flow of all the transfer rumors. We still have Alexis Sanchez. He hasn't Do left you? yet. The window hasn't closed yet, Scott. Do you? Mesut Ozil is going to be signing a new contract soon. And the new faces, which have showed up in a massive way, welcome Sayad Kolasinitz yeah. mm-hmm. and Alexander Lacazette. They both had massive impacts in the first game. Hopefully they'll stay healthy, and uh, the rest of the Arsenal team will stay healthy, and I think they'll have a chance to really make some noise. I don't know if they are strong enough to win it, but I'd like to think so. Arsenal, do your best for me this year, and, uh, I mean, that's kind of it. Love Dave. An Arsenal moment that was like drinking a warm laxative. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's how it felt. So, yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, listen, they only have one, for the most part, front to focus on. So that's what makes the Premier League games all that much more important. Yes, you know how you feel about the Cups, huh? Arsenal uh, go to Stoke yeah. next. Yeah. And then Liverpool after that. Yep. And then I, they're home to Barnett. Arsenal owes Liverpool a, a, a butt spanking. Okay. Well, after after this weekend, that looks like that could end up being six five one way or the other. Absolutely. Every time they play, it's it's a high scoring game. Because neither and it's always a late scoring game. Yeah, counter counter attacks all. Hey, over. also listen real quick, and then we're done with Arsenal. Because God bless, it's been enough. Let's be honest. Props to Olivier Giroud. I don't know if props are the right word. Oh come on, he credit to him. He could have gone other places. Why is that a credit? I fault him for not leaving. Because he said, I want to be a part of this, and I am okay with coming on and being a sub, and he has been unbelievable at it. I'll bet he's a socialist, too. (laughs) 
Maybe, Brian. Maybe. But right now, if it's good for the team, listen, it's good for the team chemistry. And, and is uh, Arsene Wenger? It's been really good. Is Arsene Wenger Olivier Giroud's father? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> been watching too many uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, moving on. Watford three, Liverpool three. The uh, Hornets scorers Okaka, Decore, and Britos. Let's just jump right in here. Real or fake? Any Hornet scorer? can't imagine that it's real okaka no i mean neither of them are no. dini or gray no i'm not buying okaka I, I think there's talent there but every i mean but he'll like he's like this he'll score a goal and then you won't hear from him from like four or five six games and when then dini he might returns, have he's out right i mean when dini comes back but, but then also it, it just never feels like he gets enough starts no. I mean, he's never starting enough games. So maybe that's a maybe that's a problem. Maybe he can score, he just doesn't start enough. Maybe. Ducore Brito's nothing. Nothing. No. So we're saying fake. Well, fifty thousand no. people Britos. bought Ducore. Fifty thousand people bought Ducore? Mm-hmm. He's up to one point seven. This year's Etienne Capu for Watford? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. There's he's always, up to 1. There's 7 always 7 one Watford guy, Scott. That's ridiculous. No, hold on. Brito's last year was is a defender. He's a four point five, so he's cheap, right? But Britos last year wasn't a horrible own. Again, you're not expecting much out of your guys who are 4.5. He only scored points this past week because he scored a goal. They gave I, up three goals in defense. I understand that. But if he scores four or five throughout the year, I'm not saying you can count on that, obviously. So let's just say fake. It's probably fake. fair to say fake, but I don't think that Britos, I think for the, for the, the price that he's at, that it, it's not a horrible loan at a 4.5. Wow. Um, nah, not buying. I mean, that's only $0.5 billion more, Brian, than well, Angel Rangel. What I can tell you I think is happening is that 36,000 people transferred out at the Capu. I have a feeling they all went to Ducore. Watford fans. Yep. Interesting. Watford fans. For uh, Liverpool, Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino on a penalty kick, and Mohamed Salah. So I learned something. I've been saying Salah. It's not Salah? It's Salah. It's like salad without the D. Salah. Yeah, Salah. That's how they said it during the match. Until Brian J. tells me, listen, the last thing I'm going to trust is the NBC pronunciation guide. I'm only going to trust the Fantasy Soccer FC pronunciation guide. Fair enough. Found on it, fantasysoccerfc.com. Check it out. Boom. Now, Brian, for the last year (laughs) or two, you've you've been saying, hey, I know Liverpool's defense looks bad. They give up goals, few clean sheets. But you have pointed out that there's some there have been some opportunities to buy a defender and or a, a goalkeeper here or there. Yep. So our real or fake for Liverpool is after giving up three goals at Watford to start the season, this poor-looking Reds defense, is that real or is that fake? Well, uh, first of all, is any Liverpool fan excited at all about Klopp saying that Alberto Moreno is back? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way. Brother Matt... Sort of was, but only because Klopp was excited. But after this last performance, I technically haven't gotten his input yet. But I don't think he's happy well, with that. Well, I mean, the thing was awful about his performance. Well, he was part of a d- defense that gave up three goals to Watford. But what about those three goals do you put on Alberto Moreno? Um, I don't put anything necessarily on him. Definitely now, not the last one. There's obviously going to be some shared issue, although the first goal from a set piece squarely on the shoulders of the first, the second goal scorer, Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Not marking his man where he should have. 
And uh, didn't Klopp blame Vinaldum for the second goal? I didn't. See I that. thought I thought that he specifically named Jorginho hmm. as the culprit for not marking that left one of the other defenders having to recover, and they got there too late. Got but it, it was Vinaldum's fault. Yeah. So there were issues. There were issues all around there. Uh, but at no point did I look at any of those goals and say, you know, what well, that was Moreno's fault. He actually had, I think, a decent game. Now, what was he up against? You know, it wasn't. Uh, super high quality like he's going to face in a couple weeks you know against arsenal's attack they were up against marco silva magic yeah i guess at home uh, listen i think they need nathaniel klein to get better but is the poor well yes but he'll play on the right side he'll replace trent alexander arnold who did us who did okay as well when he mm-hmm. was in there but back to our, my question this poor defense for liverpool is that real or is that fake it's consistent with last year, which would sort of lead me to believe that it's real. It sure doesn't feel great to know but that, you, I, that especially because it was Watford. I agree. That's true. No, no, and I agree. I don't think – here's the thing. Liverpool and Arsenal both had the same disease of giving up set-piece goals, right? I mean, it's just fact they do. So I feel like – I mean, Arsenal still has that issue. And, I, and Liverpool, no, I'm not sure what they can do to change that. I think they're still going to have that Virgil. issue. The, the cool thing is, Virgil. and I'm hoping that somehow he ends up not in a red uniform, but I'm sure he probably will. It's either red or blue. So, well, I definitely don't want blue. I'd prefer the reds to get it. So, um, listen, so, yeah, their defense. Listen, was anyone owning their defense going into this? Probably not. No. So, I'm not sure why it's a, I mean, yes, uh, it's a always a good question. I'm not sure. Fantasy-wise, is it relevant? Just because I'm not sure there were many good owns in the Liverpool defense. I do find it interesting, though, that one of the highest-priced defenders in the FPL did not start. And when he came in, he did not play defense. James Milner. James mm-hmm. Milner. Yeah, it's almost like, like, come on, man. Well, you know, people got people to gotta wake up. Four minutes played. I bet his 7% of owners are not happy hey, about that. But Liverpool's offensive players, uh, Salah... Mane and Firmino. Yeah. Quality. Start him. Yeah. Absolutely. Start him, start him. Philippe Coutinho, if you have him and own him, sell him and, and get someone else right Coutinho's now. Coutinho's a great example of a guy who, if he stays in the league, which Liverpool's taken a hard line at least. I hope they do. Currently, if he stays in the league, he's going to be a great own at various points most Absolutely. of the season. But Absolutely. again, you've got to buy for August in August. Yeah. And Coutinho's not that guy. Interesting news about that August stuff. Yeah, transfer window closing before the end of the season. Hey, maybe they heard our podcast a couple weeks ago. Well, I wanted to save the. I mean, we could talk about that now quickly. Okay. Brian, what did you re- find out today? My favorite stat of all of them out of everything that the article said is that almost everyone in the league is in agreement that the one, the one team that's against closing the transfer window before the season starts, reportedly, is Watford. Course. And who cares about my Watford. favorite? It's my favorite thing. It's hard to pick up the table scraps at the end of the. <laughs> then they were buying opportunities whenever it's closing on you three weeks early. They got all that extra paperwork. They got to buy all those players from their Spanish club, and they, and they have to make all that work legally. And so it takes extra time. They need the window to be open. The the Telegraph today, right? Reported, yeah. That there, there's some news yeah, trickling the out. Shareholders, leaking. The next shareholders meeting that's coming up is is going to be voted on, and, the, and everyone agrees. And the Premier League is going to change when the transfer window shuts, which is August first. Yep, it'll it'll be, there is it'll, one person. It'll close before the season starts. Uh, if Mid-August. I 
yeah it, so it, to make sure that all of the stuff and they put it all they put a list of every significant player that is affected right now ross barkley yeah ross barkley gilfie uh, Virgil van Dyke, yep. Coutinho, yep. Diego Costa, yep. every single name of yep. significance, and and asking the question at the end of each with the, each player's name, would this situation occur next season? And the answer is no, no. for all of them yep. except Diego Costa. Yeah, yep, exactly. Hey, and there's one person, Brian, that's been banging this drum, been championing championing this mm-hmm. for at least as long as I've known him, and yeah. there's one Scott Weeby, yeah, who has been been pounding this and been sending daily emails to the uh, <laughs> really? president of the EPL. Are you in his inbox? Chastising him and 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 for not being wise with this decision and begging, begging, begging for this to happen. So Scott, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, Watford, get with it. Chelsea two, Burnley three. Alvaro Morata and David Luiz scoring for Chelsea, but it's too little too late after Sam Vokes puts in two and Ward seals it for the Clarets. Hey, as much as I enjoyed watching Arsenal win this weekend, God, watching this game felt good. I, uh, watching I mean, Chelsea just burn in flames was fantastic. And it, and they did it defensively first. I, I sent out a tweet during the afternoon on Saturday saying that Chelsea decided they're all Diego Costa this past weekend, uh, which felt right to say after Gary Cahill and Cesc Fabregas both get sent off. Cahill with a straight red, Cesc with two two yellows. Uh, both both for uh, reckless challenges. Cahill suspended for three matches. Which has significant fantasy. That is a significant, Massive. significant suspension. It's so significant that Gary Cahill, congratulations, Number one most transferred out player for match week. Pretty reactive. One. You know what you you know what's tough to do though is when you have him in the draft league. That's true. Yeah. Don't really want to transfer him out. Can I just no. go on a, a slight rant about Chelsea here for a second? Yeah, sure. Because much has been made about Chelsea's lineup choices. We had a huge debate, Dave, during the match about it. Uh, starting with the fact that Jeremy Boga got the start up front, uh, and then when Gary Cahill. Uh, received his red card and was sent off. Boga gets subbed out, and Andreas Christensen was the player who took over Cahill's position at the back. And and my my message to both of you before pregame was, who is Boga? And if you have to start Boga, what does that say about your depth as a club? So it was clear to me right away that Conti was doing two things by choosing Jeremy Boga. Number one, he was saying, Alvaro Morata, get it together. Number two... Uh, because he kept Murat on the bench and Boga started in front of him. Number two, he was saying to Roman Abramovich, the club owner, hey, get it together, get me some funds, and get me some players. It was definitely a statement start for Jeremy Boga. Which he denied then afterwards. Oh, but of it's course, but absolutely it, false. But, I, yeah. well, but, I'll, but I'll say this, right? So, so Pedro has a knock. Hazard has a knock. And um, Moses, was, Moses had, had the uh, FA Cup, yep. or the suspension. Community Shield suspension. Um, who else were there? And uh, Bakayoto is not completely Which healthy is yet. Absolutely not the right way to say it, but I hear you. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Brian J will soon tell us. Absolutely. How to say that. But Murata, you and I agree, he could at least have played a little more than a half. And if he could Probably, play a little bit yes. more than a half, he should have started. Probably. And yes. Boga could have come in in the second half. But bottom line, so I guess what I'm saying is they had three. They had at least four starters with legitimate That's fine. reasons. But to start Boga over Murata was a statement to Murata and to the ownership. 
No question about it. But then here's the other thing that I realized. I blame Conti for this as well. The fact that instead of Boga, you know who should have been starting there? Diego Costa? No. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Oh, no, no. Absolutely. I agree. And you know who should have been coming in instead of Christensen? Nathan Ake. Yes. You have 47 players out on loan last year in the league, and then you take the best bunch of those and you sell them away to other clubs. I don't understand. Your lack of depth is not the inability to bring in transfer players. It's your inability to keep the guys that are good that you have. That I had the same argument with another with another buddy, saying the exact same thing. What are you doing? Why are you giving Chris Logan Loftus Cheek started for Crystal Palace? Exactly. Ake started for Bournemouth. Yes. You have talented young players that can come in and start. Why do you need to get more signings when you already had them? Exactly. What are you doing? Exactly. Horrible management. Yep, absolutely. It's it's so crazy. It's 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 the Jose Mourinho style of management all over again. It's I got to bring in the biggest, the best, and the and the and the 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 the, the, the greatest names that are out there to fill in all these roles when really you could just bring from within. Yeah. You've got good clubs right now because of the crazy transfer market who are bringing players from within. We're seeing a lot more youth players come up on clubs than I can remember in my few years watching this league. Yeah, Liverpool did it uh, themselves. We just got done talking about them. They played a couple of their kids this past weekend. They could have e- Chelsea could have easily done that, but they chose not to. They chose to go ahead and just sell them off and expect to get the big names in the summer and everywhere where they needed them. And guess what? It didn't happen. And then to make it worse, Alvaro Morata does come on in the second half, and he looked pretty good. Yeah. He did. He goal, did look good. Goal and assist. Although the first, his goal, I blame Heaton on. Heaton could have taken two steps forward and caught that ball. There's My no. Re, there's no reason why he didn't. That's it was. It was almost like he expected Murata get to get called off sides, and so he just didn't take the steps. Heaton could have easily taken two steps up and caught that ball. Hmm. Yeah. My favorite thing about the Murata, uh, his display was that mere days ago, prior to the match, he was. Uh, very much aware of being mercilessly mocked by Chelsea fans and others for being left on the bench uh, for the Community Shield, and then starting on the bench again this time. But even prior to the prior to the, the weekend's match, he, he said, "He said I've only had two preseason games, 15 minutes officially, and a missed penalty, and they're already killing me. <laughs> so I know what's ahead." Yeah. So you know, I just feel like I mean, that had to feel great for him, especially knowing that just days ago it's relentless but, however yeah I, I i don't know how else you interpret not starting and then not starting and then being like the guy that you're not starting for is some dude 17 i think yeah. he said 17 year old and he came on and looked good there's no question very soon we're gonna be talking about the ownership of Alvaro morata there's no doubt about that now to real or fake with this match guys chelsea being this poor is that real or is that fake? I don't know, Dave. Do you buy the? You, I mean, you you shared the the. I mean, everybody's probably seen the Diego Costa interview. I mean, that's kind of a bit of a, I guess, a bombshell as far as things like that go. But that's a cool interview. Well, just, well, I, I just, thought. yeah. I mean, I just wonder. You just wonder. You know, how much locker room does he does he have? What's the relationship like with the players? Is it really as bad as Diego Costa is saying? And are the players that are getting in touch with Diego Costa? If they're siding with him, or if they're right. sympathetic to him, is that right. impacting the? You know, is that impacting morale? And you know, well, what, what exactly is that doing to the rest of the team? I don't what, know. They, I mean, that's pretty out of sorts to get kind of rocked like that. Reading that article, I thought was was pretty cool. Uh, uh, there was a um, 
God bless. What's his name? The, a reporter from England. Tra- I think it's from England. Traveled to from the Daily Mail, I believe. Traveled to Costa's hometown and knocked on his door around the time the Burnley game was going on. <clears throat> and so he kind of carried out his interview during that game. So his insights into that was very very cool. I would I would highly recommend reading it. For me, it was cool. But what I gained from that was this. I think maybe we underestimated. We see the the angry, uh, the emotional Diego Costa on the field. Um, but what I think what we don't realize is his connection with a lot of his teammates. And I think he's probably a very good teammate. And I think this is not the same Chelsea team we saw last year. It wasn't in the FA oh Cup last year. Gosh, I hate Scott. To hold on, with you about Scott, this. hold on. <laughs> it was at the, in the FA Cup final last year. It Chelsea looked like they didn't give three rips. The Grand they just won the title, and maybe that was it. But Arsenal beat them pretty easily in the Community Shield and all preseason. They have not looked good. They Dave. again they lost at home for the first time in like twenty five years on their opener. Yeah, to Burnley, and I'm just saying. I just wonder if there's not Brian. Maybe you're right. Some things going on inside the locker room, and and things aren't right. I only ask that because I mean, obviously, there. You already said the players that they're missing. I mean, there's no, there is no alternative to Hazard on the you're field right. for them. So I mean, until he's back, until you see a full squad Chelsea that's. You know, and you know, I, I, I was about to say firing on all cylinders, and I wanted to kill myself for saying that. That's the stupidest right. expression. Sure. No, if you until you see all of those guys out there together, you know, I feel like it's kind of hard to make a judgment. But yeah, that's a crap loss. All right, Dave, Scott. Poo 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 it all. Dave, 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 Dave. Have you already forgotten last year how terrible Chelsea was until the end of September? Well, they had this magical formation change, Scott. Right. Right. Uh, they're going to have that again this year? They I know gonna, what? Are they going to change back to four at the back? They're going to finalize their roster over the over the August you know, period of time before the transfer window closes. And then Conti's going to look at what he's got, and he's going to figure it out. Maybe. He's going to figure it out. Maybe. And that's fine. I'm looking deeper. I think there's more things going on. I am an owner in the draft league of Cartois and two Chelsea defenders, and I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> On the Burnley side, is Sam Vokes real or is he fake? Man, I, listen, a lot of people probably owned him as a third as a third striker. Kudos, good for them, Scott. I think you did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, and I played him. Yeah, as I played three up front. That's kind of honestly, well, that's a stupid I mean, play against I mean, Chelsea. <laughs> let's, uh, listen, I'm just gonna be fair. Hindsight being 2020, it worked out amazingly. That was not a smart fantasy play. It was either that or Nathan Ake is a fourth defender at West Ham. Yeah, that's and the I chose, play. I chose wisely. No. Okay. <laughs> points are points. Results. Points are points. Results. Stop. Results can't determine if you chose wisely or not. I mean, what else t- okay. does? What else decides if I chose wisely or not? There's an asterisk there. Points. You know this. Points are points, I know. But come on, in what world does do you start hey, Burnley at Chelsea? Sam Vokes is even after a massive swell of of being purchased. Only he's what? still only at four and a half percent owned. Mm-hmm. That's not much. No, it is not. There's differential. There, there are way the more people. All right, and that's w- fine. Way more people. He's there's a lower ownership yeah. for, but way more people bought uh, 
a Huddersfield, <laughs> oh, <laughs> a Huddersfield oh. striker. Oh. Uh, way more people purchased him, uh, which his, is fine. His, was, his ownership is still less than Vokes, but it's funny. I th- I thought immediately. We said right. I mean, it was before Andre Gray left that that was the issue with yeah. with Burnley striker. They're always swapping because out. all three were decent last season, but who knows? And so as soon as Andre Gray left, yes, it, it made Sam Vokes. Sam Vokes one. was so good at the he end of the good. year last year. He was, and he was good here too. I think he's real. At a price of six as a forward? Yeah, you can't beat third that. Third forward? He is real. Yep, You'd rather own him it. or Josh King at 7.5? I'm Right now, I'd rather own Sam Vokes. I don't want to fight the Defoe, Josh King. Yep. When is a phobie subbing in? And i got to know he's not a one-year wonder. I've got to know first he's not a one-year wonder. Josh King screams one-year wonder right now to me. And I know that I've been kind of high on him in the preseason, so I'm, not, I'm trying not to overreact. Yeah, I, I mean... But I'm a Just little one concerned. Game. It's overreaction Monday. I, well, that's true. Hey, I, I want to give my honorary fantasy half point really quick to the fourth official in this match, Lee Mason. Okay. Andreas Christensen was getting ready to go in for Jeremy Boga. This is like early in, you know, in the match. Uh, the 17th minute. Yeah, thank you, Dave. 17th minute. I was going to say 16th. And then good memory, episode. man. Yeah, that was good. So Boga is Thanks, getting ready man. to come off. Christensen's going to go in. And Christensen, like, loses it for a second. Clearly, he hasn't played much football yet to know that you can't go onto the pitch. Until the guy comes off. Until the guy comes off yeah. the pitch. Yeah. So Christensen just bolts out onto the pitch, and Lee Mason turns into the father figure that, that I didn't know he was. Oh, yeah. And yelled at Andreas Christensen to get back over here, young man. Yeah. And made him come back and wait for Jeremy Boga oh, yeah. to get off the pitch first. So for holding fast... To the traditions and the decorum of the game, I salute my honorary, half meaningless fantasy half sure. point, Mr. Lee Mason. Well, I well, salute well done, you, Lee Mason, with a fresh cup of coffee courtesy of Joe, Joe Beans, Beans. Yep. Lynchburg's finest drive through coffee experience. <laughs> Sponsor us. Everton 1, Stoke nil. The lone goal in this one coming from, wait, let me rub my eyes, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And it was a good goal, too. It was quite a moment. It was, it was quite it was a, a good goal. Hey, a one nothing win? Listen, I thought I, I do not own him, but I did own him in my last before I changed things lineup. And uh, Wayne Uni. Wayne Uni. <laughs> really? Uh huh. Wayne Uni. <laughs> Keep going, man. Man, that coffee's something, Brian. Wayne Uni. <laughs> do you know who looked really. Oh, sorry. You make, make your point about Uni first. Uni is a great rune. What I wanted to say was Rooney was a great own, and it came out Uni is a great roan. Well, we didn't we? I feel like we. I mean, that's not. It's probably not, not terribly surprising. No, it's not like I'm just. And he got a goal. Yeah, no, it was good. Well, that leads me to the question. I think he's seven and a half. Mm-hmm. That's his price. That's right in between where I like my third forward and my second forward to be. In price, right, yeah. right. So, like, I'm looking at that now, and I'm like, okay. So, do I want to own Josh King or Rooney? Because right now, I own King, but maybe that's a substitution. Well, I, I know, I know what you're getting at, Scott. Are you is gonna, he? Yeah, are you going to go for a six dollar striker in the the lower bracket, or are you going to try to find another dollar and go up to Firmino or Vardy? Right. So, in order to make that decision, I need to know first: is Wayne Rooney's Everton form real or fake? 
I think it's going to be real. I think he'll score 15 goals this year, at least. 15 goals? Yeah, that's a lot of goals. If he scores 15 goals this year, that's a nice year. Come on, Giroux scored 15 last year and didn't even start. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, but Rooney, he's going to fade at some point. He's, what, 30, what, 30? 33? Four? He's 34. Wrong. You're both wrong. He's 31. He's If he's over 30, it's 31. All right, fine. He's over 30. If there's only least. some way we could find that out. I'm, you know? I'm a bit if concerned. If only there was a device. I'm a little concerned, too. Everton goes to City this week, uh, this coming Monday. Um, they didn't quite fire on all cylinders, to use your sports cliche, yeah, Brian. Yeah, jeez. Um, <laughs> they, they, they looked like they were still uh, some... A bunch of individuals. They weren't yeah. playing together yet, which is which makes a lot of yeah. sense. They've got a lot of moving parts still on that team. They they got to feel good about it in the sense that they won the game. Yeah, agree. Uh, but I mean, come on. Do you know who passed my eye test though the most on their on their squad? Was Michael Wayne Keen? Rudy? Huh? Keen? No. Dominic Calvert Lewin, who assisted Rooney. He looked good. He looked really good. He was very bright in the attack. And I got to say, if he continues to play like he did, I, I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about him very soon. Um, he might be just as Rooney, as Rooney is 31 years old. 31. All right. That was my second guess. Hold on. So Calvert-Lewin is a striker? Did you know that? You're not playing Calvin-Lewin. He's listed as a forward. Not well if Vokes gets hurt. He's cheap. I'm not going to ruin him over Uni. That's right. I'm not ruining him over Uni either. Hey, uh, on Stoke, obviously they didn't score this week. Gave up the the goal to Rooney. Is there any? We we were very low on Stoke in our preview pods. No one could understand us saying that, but we were. Is anything on Stoke real? Did you know that Stoke forced Jordan Pickford into one whole save? <laughs> Congratulations! You know who did it? Shakiri at the of end. Course. Of course he did. At the end of the match. Is anything real about Stoke? Is there Man. anything to be excited about? In a segment we like to call, hey, remember Gianelli and Beulah? <laughs> yes, I do. According to our favorite paper, L'Equipe, Gianelli has agreed to personal terms to join Monaco. Really? He was Stoke's club record signing last February. Yeah. $18 million billion. Dollars. <laughs> I mean, come on. There is nothing. I there can't be anything good there. Uh right at the very end of the at the end of preseason stuff, uh Josalu yep. uh was playing striker for them and he scored two goals, I think, in one of their last uh friendlies or one of their one of their last exhibition matches. And so there was some like, you know, preseason sleeper type talk about him as a possible striker option for Stoke and guess he didn't even touch the field. You want to know why? Because he's getting dumped. He is being sold to Newcastle. He's being sold. That's right. He's not going to play. So you get to choose between Peter Crouch, Saido Barahino, and Juf. Yeah. The Juf, Juf is, is on, is on fire. fire. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is no. No. Fake. Stoke is fake. No. Stay, afar, stay, stay afar. as far away from Stoke. Words are I, not I coming suppose. out properly tonight. <laughs> In the wrong line of business right now, yes. my friend. Have they added? <laughs> yes. um, have they added Bruno Martin's indie? Have ne- they officially? P- have they officially not, purchased him yet? Not officially. He okay. is not in. He was very good as fantasy Premier League defenders went 
for the course of the season last season. And he will be again this That's year. That's the only and, – and maybe somebody like Zuma, maybe – you know, we talked about uh, – Scott, like we – you know, I think Jack Butland – uh, I think that's like the only place you might want to look. Agreed. Where else are you going to do with that team? What a what a dumpster Agreed. fire. Brighton, nil. Manchester City, two. The goals coming from Sergio Aguero and Dave's boy, Lewis Dunk, on an own goal. Dave, did you own him? <laughs> I did at one point. Did you point. end up owning him, though? I, uh, no, I don't currently, but... You did. I did at one point own him, but I don't currently. I he was too expensive. I had to go to oh. Rangel. Ah, okay, all right. And or Ben Mee. Ben Mee almost scored two in the other game, but whatever. So interesting, interesting story coming out of this one. I think it's always going to be the story with Manchester City first and foremost. First, they dominated this match. I don't know of if course, you guys watch yeah, it. They sure. dominated. Uh, I mean, the entire match was played in Brighton's half. I think they had something like seventy-eight percent possession. Um, obviously, a clean sheet. That was. Almost never in doubt. Brighton had a couple of corners in a row where they looked threatening. They had some close. No, they, they had, had a couple close, close shots. Yes, yeah. they did. Otherwise, I mean, this was all City. And it was just a matter of will they get that first goal or not. Uh, and Aguero getting it for City, getting those those points. Now, here's the real question, though. Real or fake, Pep's lineup in this match? Pep's lineup, is, is that real or is that fake? Because if it is, it's a big deal. Well, he's... Uh, if he plays Aguero, if Aguero and Jesus play together a lot, which he already said, I said we we said that before the season. He yeah. Pep has said said he would like to see them play together more. Those two together are are lightning and lightning. I mean that is that is two really good players. To Jesus play together. scored, put the ball in the net twice, but both sides were both and sides he were ruled and guys. it was dunk. Having to own goal over Jesus' head. That's right. Otherwise, Jesus might have gotten to that one. So, what I see, Scott, in that lineup is this real or fake? Is David Silva. Right now, he's starting. Yep. And, uh, man, with when you got uh, Bernardo Silva didn't Bernardo start. Bernardo Silva didn't Sa- play. Uh, Sane didn't start. Nope. Sterling didn't start. Right. Gundogan is on his way back so, soon. I don't know how – so that's who I – I'm not sure what to buy. I don't know what how to buy on, on David Silva Pep. with all the – I do know this. De Bruyne seems to be oh, – when he's healthy, he seems to be in the lineup. Pep said this week we that we have too many good players. Look, we have so many. They are going to come in and out. We are. I am going to rotate these guys and said that's what's going to happen. If, if they don't like it, kind of tough. So well, you, everyone's going to play. You guys are all going to get in here because I have so many players that I like. I have p- players, and the depth on the team is so good. So hard. I think I think City's going to do well in Champions League because of that depth this year. I really sure. do. Agreed, but I'm not going to do well in FPL. That's the thing. Well, and that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, Sterling and Sané were the two wonder boys last year while Jesus was out. And they can't get time. They both sat on the bench to start this match. I don't, I don't know what to do. I own Kevin DeBrana right now, but I don't know what to do. Do I yeah. sell him? I mean, he no. only scored three points. I'm not. I'm not selling him. No, not at all. I mean, when is when is the strategy best to leave him off, unless it's rest? I, right. I can't I, imagine. I mean, it's. I feel like it's different with him compared to everyone else. But I under. But I agree with you. I, it's a. It's going to be frustrating a lot. And he's one of those guys too. Even the starting lineup, you're going to be disappointed. 
but all might not be lost. Yeah. Because if he does come on for the final 20, 30 minutes, he just needs a he just needs one assist. free kick. That guy's exactly. yeah. he's like magic. Yeah, he's really good. Hey, uh, Brighton's boredom, or at least the boredom I felt while watching Brighton in this first match, is that going to be real, or is that going to be fake? That's not. I don't think that's real at all. I think, you don't no, think they'll no, be boring? No, I think I think they're going to be awesome. I think Brighton's going to be a fun team to watch. You think they're going to be awesome? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean... Give me a number. What place in the I table? Think Define awesome. I don't think they're going to get uh, relegated. You don't? No. Really? Yep. You think that group of, uh, of, of, of players is going to keep them yep. in the Premier League this yep. year? You telling me that lineup can't finish higher than Watford? Well, you telling me that lineup can't finish higher than a Swansea Seagard, Seagardson less Swansea? I am worried about Swansea. Okay, that's my point. And you I'm know, you know, Hunt, you know, Huddersfield's getting relegated. Brighton's going to stay up. I mean, excuse me, Hove is going to stay up. I forgot what I swore allegiance to. One or the other Brian, of them. Do you think they're real or fake? I mean, and Lewis Dunk. They got Lewis Dunk, Scott. He can score on on other teams and his own. Uh. I mean, I don't know how real they can be, so it's hard for me to say permanently stay up real because isn't that the – I mean, I feel like that's the bottom line. They're still in my bottom three, guys. I'm sorry. That's fine. And guess what? Their top player is not even back yet, Scott. Knockart. Knockart played 13 minutes. He was hurt. Everyone kind of knew he was going to get eased back in, but he did – he was at least fit enough to make the team. He's going to play more. So I'll be – I mean, hey, I I hope good things happen for him. They still got Steve Sidwell, man, and Glenn Murray. You just need (laughs) to back off. Yeah, okay. Newcastle nil, Tottenham two. The goals in this one coming from Deli Ali and Ben Davis, both given the ability to score, or at least helped to score by John Joe Shelby's red card after stomping on Ali's ankle. At least he did it in clear, plain sight of the <laughs> if you're gonna do official. it. If you're gonna do it, at least just commit to doing it in the wide open. Here's right. the thing: I saw the starting lineups, but I didn't realize that he was their captain. And so the thing that surprised me the most when that incident occurred was not that it happened, because I fully Would was have unsurprised by Shelby. That. Yeah, exactly. It was the fact that Newcastle had made him his ca- their captain. What yeah. is Rafa Benitez thinking? Ra- John Joe Shelby should not be your captain, especially when he does stupid stuff like Did that. Did he have any shots that ended in a throw-in? <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. Okay, that's too bad. Uh, Listen, New Ca- or Tottenham looked good. Ali gets the goal. Harry Kane could have scored, but he was a, a little wasteful with a couple of his yeah. chances. Not surprising. It's early in the year, and Harry Kane is not someone you should own in the month of August. We've which, talked about this, which people. we've said, if you listen to this pod, don't own Harry in August. If anyone owned Harry Kane instead of Romelu Lukaku... In this first week of the season, you were a fool. I'm sorry, but it is true. It's harsh language. You were a I mean, fool. They could have just made a mistake, Scott. You know what Harry Kane does in the month of August. Oh, I know. I then that's why I, I didn't own him. I owned him. So you're so you're oh. talking. So you're, <laughs> oh, okay. So you're talking to me. Yeah. Uh, yes, I hey, am. Brian, so, you're a fool. So the so <laughs> what's look, your rationale, Brian? Look, the rationale was simple. At some point. It's 11, this is now 12 matches of his professional career that he's played in August. At some point, Golden Boot Harry Kane 
has got to kick a ball into the net in August. They're playing Newcastle, and I don't know what else he was supposed to do. He did kick one into the net. It was the last kick of the game, but Son was offside. He put one. He blasted one off of Rob Elliott's chest bone. He did. he, he <laughs> blasted the the post. Oh, fat Rob! I mean, he <laughs> and I and to me, I thought, especially the first half when they had outshot Newcastle eight to one, and when he tried to snap Florian Lejeune's leg in half <laughs> when he lost the ball because yeah. Lejeune one that's sad because Lejeune was looking good. And I like that dude. Two, I thought I thought like he's pressing. Like I he has got to feel the pressure of August mounting. Like if there's anybody who wants to score in the league, it is Harry Kane all this all season long and especially now. It's that was like a you'd think that's of the three matches that they have in August, that was his best chance. And he had six good chances and oh. just couldn't do it you know i have a i have a hypothesis that i want to float your way brian yep. that uh i just it just came to me okay. so it's very well thought out if that tackle by harry kane on lejeune if that had happened after john joe shelby had earned his red card i bet kane's card is red too probably and the other thing immediately i just thought if it was anyone they said it right away if it was if it was Ali. lejeune doing that to kane Red it card. might have been a red. Yeah, you're right. Mm. The only thing that even remotely makes sense is that it was Harry Kane. It was the first half, and, and it, it was, was uncharacteristic. Golden, it was golden boot, Harry Kane. I mean, that's a that's an immediate. That was the immediate comment. Is that was way aggressive. It's true. And out of out of character, yeah. completely for wrapped him. both legs around yeah. Lejeune's ankle. You know, when you're golden boot, Harry Kane, all you see is a golden card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Uh, John Joe Shelby's out. Who cares? Whatever. Newcastle, Brian, or uh, yeah, Brian, Dave. I. The more I look at Newcastle, we were excited about them when we did their episode, yeah, an episode on them in the summer. They've the been, more I look at their roster and now having seen a match, the more they feel fake to me. Man, I, I, where are the where is it going to come from? I, Dwight I, Gale, come yeah, on. There's no way. Yeah, did Mitrovic even come hey, in? Hey, I yeah. don't think they even subbed in Mitrovic. Hey, no. Yasalu is coming to the team, right? No. Okay, no, yeah. no better. I, I, I'm a little worried. Uh, listen, the reason why is because guess who's not in the field, Brian? Uh, well, we. It's a sad. It's a sad day. I understand. If, I if, if the rumors are true, yeah. Jack Colback is is at odds with with Rafa Benitez. I and, don't know. What, I don't know what the world and, is going to do. And let me tell you, until they get that resolved, the club will continue to fail. It's a bad until omen. Jack Colback it's is a bad back omen. in the lineup. In Newcastle. Yeah. Guaranteed. He's going back to Sunderland. My real or fake with Tottenham is it's in an unconventional place. because We've covered so many of the stars for so long with the Spurs. So I wanted to go to someone who BBC called their man of the match, Kyle Walker-Peters. Yeah. A 20-year-old right back. He looked really good. Yeah, that's the advantage of being able to sell one Kyle Walker. Brian is to make sure you have a second in does your he, back pocket. Yeah, but does he only have the hyphen Peters because he's replacing the original <laughs> Kyle Walker? I wonder about the the uh, 
it seems like there's a bit of a overload of hyphenated player last names in the Premier League. I want, so is, many. What's what's the? I mean, is that a strictly an England thing? No, it's, it's a lot of people who that? don't want to give up their last names. There's a lot. No, but here's the thing: Is he real? <laughs> Let me bring it back here. Is he real? I mean, or is he? Fake? He's real until he's real until until Trippier comes back. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Yeah, but but can can you keep up this level? Like, if I need a if I need a defender, if I need if I need to replace one defender, and I need a you know I need a rental for a few weeks, yeah. okay. knowing that Trippier is going to be out for a little while, uh, is uh, is KWP my rental? Tottenham's uh, upcoming schedule: their next three out of four games are at home, okay. which is not their true home. That's it's right. In Wembley, where they, right. Scott likes the, the curse of Wembley. I Scott's, don't like it. I Scott's don't like curse it. of Wembley. Yeah. So they're playing a disheveled. Chelsea next game next week at home. Then they play Burnley at home. Then they play at Everton, and then they play Swansea at home. You, uh, Chelsea doesn't look like they're going to load the goal up. I mean, seriously. They, they're even less players. They're, they're literally – they don't even know who they're going to start this week. Because <laughs> Fabregas and Cahill, if, on an already depleted roster, now you're down a Fabregas and Cahill. Yeah, it's true. So my, my feeling is, n- seeing what happened, knowing that Ben Davis came in and did what he did last season, he would be my first choice. I know he's, a, I'm sure he's more expensive. That's like that. I mean, he saw he solved all their problem. He Davies answered, is one billion dollars he, more. Right. I I I assume the Kyle Walker Peters was four and a half. Ben Davis answered all of their questions again. This match, like. I just feel like right. He's, I mean, Ben Davies isn't going to be scoring goals, obviously. No, match, right. No, but he. But, but he's he was, playing in the in the Rose Walker position, and Danny Rose is nowhere near. I mean, Danny Rose. Danny is a, Rose is at home pouting because he's a little whiny. Right. <laughs> okay. That's well, a, I mean, I'm not going to argue. Here, here's here's my, what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. What, but I know to answer your question. I mean, at four and a half compared to compared to any of the other, most of the other four and a half people that are out there, yeah, sure, why not? Sure, why not? Here's the thing: I didn't own any Spurs to start this season. I didn't either, but and I'm not going to make I'm not going to make KWP my first spur. No, it's not going to. No, I asked the question. No, it's it's Erickson and and Delhi. Erickson is the guy. Yeah, Erickson is, right is the guy. Even the curse of Wembley, Brian. I mean, I'm not going to own him. Oh. I'm not going to own him. But they're the two best players on that team oh. right now. Well, come on. That's not a br- – I mean, that – I well, put him duh. in front of Harry Kane. Duh. I'm saying Harry Kane <laughs> is not first or second. That's because it's August. There you go. Thank right. you. Manchester United 4, West Ham nil. Romelu Lukaku or Tukaku? Oh, uh, look at you. Shout out, Andrew. Anthony Martial, Paul, Paul – uh, yeah, that guy. Paul Pogba. Uh, put one in late as well. Um, okay, so Lukaku looked good, really good. United yeah. as a whole looked good. Uh, clean sheet for the defense. Uh, you know, there's still some some questions about who's going to play from match to match. The fact that Martial scored coming off the bench is interesting. Man, that guy, he's so frustrating. <laughs> he is. I agree. Brian or uh, Dave, I know you were excited to see Pogba score. You're a big Pogba fan. Um. I'm not a big Pogba fan. Yeah, you are. But honorary art honorary gunner is what you always oh, say man. about Pogba. He's he's the resident defender on this podcast of Paul Pogba. That's true. I felt like he never felt 
comfortable last year, and now he's got his man bro at the club with him. I think Pogba is really comfortable. He uh, Matt Modic is now kind of playing the defensive holding position, so Pogba's kind of free to move around the field like he did at Juventus. He looked really comfortable in that position. Everyone looked comfortable in every position Listen, for Manchester United so all match. This is what I could not figure out. United looked the best I've seen them look in three years. The the one and, scary moment and, for them was the end of the first half when, when West Ham managed to put like two shots together, and that was it. Yeah. So Arnautovic headed one off the top of the bar late, late in the second half. That was it for looking, West Ham. Looking at this lineup with Joe Hart, Zabaleta, Reed, Ogbanya. Ogbana, yeah. IU, Marco, Chicharito. I feel like West Ham put out a decent lineup. Yeah. And United made them look silly. Yeah. I and mean, so I can't tell if it's West Ham just wasn't as good as I expected them to be or United is just that good. How ironic you ask that question because for real or fake in this match, Dave, I want to know is United uh, real or is West Ham fake? And I <laughs> I think one or the other, right? I think I mean you think both yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Maybe. I think until it's a, it's the same. Look, it's the same thing that happened last year for for West Ham. I mean, Antonio was their best player most of the year last year. He'll be back next week. He played seventy minutes or something like that with the U twenty threes for West Ham this week. So he's Billich has already said he's on his way back. I want to see him in there. Aaron Cresswell subbed on. Masuaku is the guy that started for them. You called it, Brian. Masuaku started. Cresswell came in late. I think that's a match fitness thing. Aaron Cresswell has got to get – he has to get the first crack to keep his job. So when Cresswell – I mean, but it's I, it's not enough. Like, that's the thing. I just don't think it's enough. Uh, they they brought in really good people. I think I think there's going to be a point where they're, where they're better. Uh but they just got yeah. I, I think, think it was like the worst possible first game that they could have played. There, I think West Ham's going to be just fine. I think they're going to end up in the top half of the table, ten or above. For my in my opinion, I really think that. And I know Scott, you'll say I'm crazy, but whatever. Oh uh, no! But United, I, Dave, Dave, listen to me. God, United looks so good. No, Scott's about to defend West Ham. What are you going to say, Scott? Mostly agree with you. Oh wow, that's a first. I think United is more real than West Ham is fake. However, however, if is Slavin Bilic doesn't have West Ham in the top half of the table in mm, right around Thanksgiving time, he might actually get fired before Mark Hughes. Mm, interesting. I'm worried about him. This was certainly not good. Hey, at least West Ham gets the really tough one out of the way because they get to play at Southampton, then at Newcastle, and then they're home to Huddersfield. You never want to start your first three matches on the road, but at least Southampton, how many goals are they going to score? Newcastle. I mean, this. I feel you like this score is on Swansea at home. We'll see. I mean, I just feel like that's three three decent ones in a row for them to to get back on track. Crystal Palace nil, Huddersfield Town three. Welcome to the Premier League, Huddersfield Town. Wow. Other than those, other than the Chelsea loss to Burnley, this game had to be the most shocking of the weekend. Uh, Joel Ward with an own goal, and then there was a brace from Huddersfield's striker. Yeah. Brian, bonus how to say. Bonus how to say. Dave, is there going to be music for this one? Uh, yeah, sure. We can probably work something out. What I would like you to do, Dave, I would like the song If It's Magic by Stevie Wonder. Like 
How's it go? I'm not singing it for you. Come on. It's a nice, slow, lovey-dovey song right. from Stevie Wonder. If It's Magic by Stevie Wonder? Yeah, it's on. Uh, I think it's on Songs in the Key of Life, if you want to look it up. Right, I'll, I'll. If It's Magic, then why can't it be everlasting, says Stevie Wonder. <laughs> This how to say is going to be brief, mostly because we only have to get to the bottom of the guy's last name. Unless, of course, you have a problem saying the name Steve. <laughs> I, I can say that. This Huddersfield striker is from Benin. Huh. That's a Which, country? as you all know, is in West Africa, right there in mid-haunch. Is it That French? southern coast overhang of Africa. Oh, yeah. Is, is, it, is it French? Was it French-owned at one time? Scott... <laughs> First of all, that is the first appearance of the word haunch on the podcast. <laughs> and I tried to talk over it. I'm I so love sorry. how we never settle here on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, always trying to reach the next peak. That's right. Like we keep encountering, Benin's official language is French. Yeah. French expansion into Africa was extensive. Yeah, sure. Especially in the haunch. The only... Th- the only thing the <laughs> Wait, French hold on time out hold that thought the look of disdain that you just gave Dave when he said the word haunch I wish I wish <laughs> there was a video that we could have had a camera that we could have had and you'd have video of that the audio uh, podcast did not do that justice well. sorry sorry Brett go ahead like we keep encountering their official language is French the only thing the French like more than bathing in their own sense of cultural superiority is covering their letters in accents. And baguettes. Yes. Steve's last name has an acute accent, which is why you pronounce his name Steve Mounier. Oh, Mounier. They got that one right. Uh-huh. The NBC pronunciation guy they got, got it right. They got that one right. Club I- record signing for the Terriers when he was signed in July. 13 hey. million big ones, or as they say in France, tres million grande uns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. This is hey. not how they say it at all. Steve Mounier. 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 Is it Mounier? Or Mounier. He's one, of, he's one of the most transferred in players for the week, David. Mounier. Mounier. Over 50,000 people are buying Steve Mounier. Hey. Are they reacting to goals or is he real? Mounier? I don't know. He's big dude. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. That's not an answer. He had a header that was awful hoothish. He's a striker, David. Well, I'm just saying. Dave, Dave is Mounier real or is he fake? Um, I'm not owning him. That that was a Etienne Capoue. Listen, he, he's probably going to get a few more goals. I think he's on, he's probably a very good player. Hey, at a six like I said, if 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 you're loaded down, if you if you're in the market for a six striker, what that probably means you have a Kane and Lukaku, very possibly, and or a Lukaku and a Aguero. Right, so so you're gonna have two. Top, no, no, no. You're gonna have two top strikers. So Mounier. At, Who at else six, is six? Who else is six? Sam are, Vokes. We already said it. Sam Vokes. Oh yeah, Sam Vokes. We talked about that on this very podcast now, I, mere now, minutes now, listen, ago. I get that they have the same sure. number of goals. No, no, no. After no. I would week. trust Burnley as a team over Huddersfield, just because I know you nothing mean negative of goal differential getting into the Premier League Huddersfield. Yeah, sure. Are but you? I don't. I, I think that alone makes me wonder. Dave, Dave, let me ask you this. Now yeah. I know 
I know that I just said Sam Vokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Against Mounier. But Huddersfield does host Newcastle this week. So in the immediate term, do you think Mounier over All right. Do you want to... You want to take a, a we we I'll make a small small wager. I'll take Mounier this week, and you can take Vokes. You say they play each other? No, I did oh, not. They play Huddersfield, Huddersfield is home to Newcastle. Newcastle Burnley hosts West Brom. Mm, what sort of apples and apples? Is it? Maybe. Anyways, bottom line is no. I would trust Burnley's team as a whole over Huddersfield. So Good. Vokes, it, it, so they they're the same. I would go with with Vokes, but I tell you what, I thought Palace. <laughs> I figured Palace would end up somewhere between twelfth and maybe at the highest, maybe ninth, or maybe thirteenth to ninth in the table. They just got smacked at home, and I was like, I, I was just shocked about that. Huddersfield Town made them look silly. Huddersfield has the highest scoring goalkeeper. Third highest defender and fourth highest forward after one match. Frank DeBoer said that <laughs> Crystal Palace, my favorite thing I've ever seen a manager say, is that they lost the match after 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. He said they were fine for the first 10 minutes, so they at least had that going for them. How are you not ready for the first game of the season? That's what most Crystal Palace fans said. How do you get outmanaged so badly in the f- in the first game? First game yeah. against a promoted club. Yeah, that's Three just mind blowing. Is embarrassing, and it's taken a toll on the two most owned Palace guys, Zaha, who left with a knee brace. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And that's not like he didn't score two goals with his knee. Oh no, no, uh, a <laughs> a stabilizing. Uh, metal brace over his knee part on his leg. His knee part. Uh, we'll see how that happens for him. They said it was just uh, precautionary, so he hopefully he'll be okay. But He's got 23% ownership. Well, he's third most transferred out. Benteke was one of the other most – he's in the top 10 of most transferred out. People are bailing on Crystal ah, Palace that's fast. Overreaction. Yeah, that yeah. seems like a gross Scott, overreaction. It, get to your real or fake. I'm going to just predict it at this point, right? Palace's crapness, uh, real, or, real fake. or fake. That's what I figured. So uh, I would say it's fake. There's no way that that lineup with Benteke, Zaha, Loftus-Cheek, Von Anholt, uh in the in the defense with Ward and Dan and, and Fusa Mensa, who I saw I was gonna play say, at United last year, he's good. There's no way that team is going to produce that, those types of results. The only thing I can think of is they thought that they were just going to roll. They, all they had to do was walk out in the field, have some fun today. We're going to show up <laughs> and smack this promoted club around. And the promoted club, I mean, it's really this is what happens, man. You got to show up and play. And, and Huddersfield said, not on our watch. Boom. They just try. They just completed the Fosumensa transfer. I mean, he's. I mean, he's as fresh a player on the roster as there can be, and he started. I, I'm sh- a little surprised of all of them yeah, that he started. You typically see him come in after 75. Yeah, like that. I, I mean, who who else was there? Uh, who's Jeffrey the other? Schlupp, James Tompkins. Either of those guys could have started. They well, started that's what I mean. Like Tom, 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 all the rest of the players that you could name are players who have who have been there. And so either they don't trust any of those dudes and they're just going to throw, I mean, just take the pedigree of a Manchester United player and throw them out there. To a man, I, I agree with you, Dave. They have talent. But it's still the same palace that really struggled last year until 
late April. Late April. They were in the relegation battle. So I, I'm a little nervous. I'm less, I'm less fake than you are on, on Palace's crapness. I just look at that, and I just think it's fake, man. There's no way they can suck that bad. Well, they go to Liverpool for week two. Good luck with that, Palace. That is not going to help things. Southampton nil, Swansea nil. So NBC Sports has their own version of Match of the Day here in the United States that is so popular over uh, in England on BBC. And this one, they just decided, we're going to show Dusan Tadic's shot that was nicely saved by Fabianski, and then that's it. That's the only extended highlight of this (laughs) match. Swansea and Southampton, no goals. Now, here's the stats I want to point out to you because this is going to lead to my real or fake. Southampton led led the shot statistic 29 to 4. Yeah. But shots what, on target. This is amazing. Go finish. 2 yeah. to nil. Yeah. That, so here's my question. How do you shoot? How's that physically possible? 29 how do you How do you John Joe Shelby that many shots? I know. Gabby Dini started. Charlie Austin came in off the bench. And that's just two of the guys, obviously, but those are the two up front. Okay, so here's my real or fake. First for Southampton. Their inability to hit the target. 29 shots, two on target. Is that real or is that fake? They are now at six straight home matches without a goal. Gabby Adini put put a header off the woodwork in 90 seconds. Which technically doesn't count as a shot on goal. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's horribly unfair. That ball goes in. Uh, Maya Yoshida had a really yes. good chance yes, that right. he put just a little wide. I think this. I, I think it's just. It's just. I think that twenty nine shots is it's, an exceptional number of shots. You would love to take twenty nine oh, shots. Yeah, that's just. I mean, it. I don't know if it's just in their heads, but near six in a row, and against Swansea. I mean, come on, that is some serious yikes. Swansea. So I mean, so it's real for Southampton. No, I don't think it's real. I think it's fake. I think they're going to be better than this. I think they had a really crappy, unluck, unlucky game. Okay. All right. Uh, and and that's at least fair. I want to believe that. Maybe, maybe I just want to believe that. I mean, it's fair. Here's the thing, though. Gabby Dini he fell off a cliff at the end of last season. Came in. Lit it up for the first several matches. Three matches in a row scored and hasn't scored since. Yes. In any, uh, well, he's probably. I think he scored over the summer. I think he had a. I think when he was starting, there was at least one or one or two of those exhibitions where he he's was not, starting and he scored. He's not your Nolo, Brian. <laughs> Manolo. He's my okay. Nolo. Okay. <laughs> Manolo. <laughs> I I don't trust him. I don't want to go anywhere near him. And if he's starting, that's gonna that's gonna hurt their chances. Um fascinating fascinating thing so for Swansea then the opposite their inability to shoot just four shots zero on target and zero corners is that real or is that fake that seems real that seems I, they real. can't I create anything and the only thing that you can hope is that there's anyone on the team that can deliver a free kick that's even remotely close to Fernando Llorente when he comes back in what two weeks that was the one thing that was said about them is that they they had trouble creating anything. The one thing for Southampton that's at least in their favor, they could not have much of a better schedule until November 4th. 
pretty much until the beginning of November, they have as good of a schedule as you could ask for. I think it's still at the very least you want Southampton defenders. That's what I was going to say. That just, that South, just, yeah. it, it, it yep. solidifies Bertrand and Cedric. Yep. And, and, and Stevens and Yoshida. It's yeah. the same dudes. If they, the Stevens and Yoshida are both really good. Assuming that Virgil's not coming back to them. I did see where they are hoping that because of, uh, international team world cup qualifying considerations, players who are not playing for their club can't play for the national team that Southampton is hoping that he will, that that will drive him back to the team and hopefully to his senses in their mind. But it's interesting. It's a big gamble, but at the same time, he would simply be adding to their strength. What they need is goals. Yeah. West Brom, one. Bournemouth, nil. The lone goal in this one. Ahmed Hagazi. Tell me you saw that coming. I'm looking at picking him up right now. Are you serious? <laughs> Listen. I'm sorry. Well, hold on. Hold on. You're going to pick up Ahmed Hagazi? It just depends on over who. Don't poo-poo it until it's over who. I okay. Mean, who are you selling? Well, I don't no, know. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ahmed Hagazi. He's a defender on West Brom. In the past, West Brom defenders have been okay. Well, here, look, Dave, in Premier League and in, in budget leagues, he's the second most transferred in, was at least last Four night. Point he was six. the second most transferred in of all players. Only Xhaka had more transfers in than he did. He's six foot five. The dude's a giant. He is a giant. He looks intimidating, Scott. He there is no there is no way he keeps his spot when Gareth McCauley and Johnny Evans are are healthy. He might both keep it, of those he guys. Might keep it over Johnny Evans. I mean, maybe. I agree. It seems ridiculous. It just seems like he. I mean, until until you see the fit guys that were there the whole time, That's he fair. doesn't seem like. Yeah, he, yeah I, sure. Buy him for the next two weeks or something listen, until yeah. their upcoming until schedule. Until McCauley's thigh gets better. Their upcoming schedule at Burnley, home to Stoke, home to Brighton, home to West Ham. I'm sorry. They're at Brighton and then home to West Ham. It's not exactly tough. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're any, thinking... Any West Brom defender over the next four weeks is probably okay. a decent... Yeah. Up, if you're thinking right? short term, uh, okay. Craig Dawson at $5 yes. is a nice... Is I not agree. a bad own for the next for the next stretch of matches for them, for sure. Yep. All right. right. Yeah, I mean, again, I like to With look at your explanation. I like to look at things in, in like the next four weeks. Okay. Right? All right. Fair enough. Looking at that, any West Brom defender is a decent own. Okay. And I'll, after that, I'd sell them because it gets much tougher. Arsenal, Leicester, Southampton, City, hey, and Liverpool. So. You've convinced me. All right, fair enough. Uh, my real or fake has to do with the benches for both of the clubs in this match. The fact that J-Rod started over Solomon Rondon, is that real or is that fake? I think that's real. Rondon did come off the bench. He did play. I think, I think that's real. That stinks. Because Rodriguez was – and they he was – he was, all the attacking players, Matt Phillips, uh, Rodriguez, uh, I think those guys all – they were – I think Tony Pulis feels like they should have scored more goals. But I think that is all real. Right. I think it's real. Hey, he got he got three points. He's, he's 8% to his goal. Uh Jermaine Defoe coming off the bench. Is that real or is that fake? It's fake because he's still hurt. Okay. I right. think he'll I think once he's fully match fit and recovered, he'll be starting. But that definitely anybody who had him 
could not have been happy to see him, especially because most of the reports on him going into the week were he should be fine, and he was not fine. All right. That takes us through all 10 of our matches, a real fake for all 20 clubs. Yep. Are you really going to buy Ahmed Higazi? I'm thinking about I it. I was thinking about it. I'm should thinking I sell, about doing it. Should I sell Wilfried Zaha? Should he be my free transfer this week? Man, it depends on I'm who not, you can get. But uh, only if it, I think only until later in the week. And if they say that he's hurt more than it looks, I yeah, would do it then. I otherwise, agree. otherwise, otherwise hold it. yeah. Otherwise, I'd wait. Dave, um, should I buy Jaka instead of Zaha? Don't even answer that. I'm not doing it. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, but no, look, I got on my team right now, Scott. I could get a West Brom defender for. A Wes Morgan. A Wes Morgan's 4.5. Why would you have a, owned Wes Morgan in the first place? Uh, because I nostalgia. Need, listen, I don't invest a lot of money in my defense. Nostalgia. Right? You're just a, you're such a deep in, deep in your heart. You have a real affinity for the Foxes, and you just won't admit it. There's no. nothing I would think that anyone who's still listening to this podcast would want to hear now no. more than Dave's roster decisions. <laughs> the, the, you, you couldn't be more true, Brian. Let's finish this because God knows no one else truly does want to hear that. Uh, Scott, you have anything left? I got 17 points for my three defenders. Look I at you. I wouldn't just go cheap. Oh, look at you. I wouldn't look just go cheap. Look at you tooting your own horn. One week. You know what You know what I learned after one week this, this year, Brian? No, tell me, David. If there's anything I learned from last year is that week one doesn't mean <laughs> Man, you're... You got some kind of mouth on you this what? podcast, David. No one heard anything but me and you and Scott. Yeah. I got beeped out. No, there's no doubt. Hey, listen, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. And until next time. <laughs>